is Jay Oway. My name is Jack Oway. And this is a father-son podcast talking about Dungeons and Dragons. That's right. And recently we've had a look at some of the more philosophical aspects of the game, how we are broadening our horizons and pushing past the, the barriers and walls that keep us constrained within D&D. Oh, I see what you're doing. However, today we return to the greatest role-playing game of all time to discuss just that, walls, wall spells. Yeah, um, we haven't done a just a little dive into spells for a bit, and we thought it was kind of a funny, interesting idea that, you know, there's there's all these wall spells. And in fact, I wonder sometimes, do I use my wall spells ever? They're intimidating. You know, they, they feel like they're a big thing to pull off. They, they have lots of chunky text to them. Yeah. They, they talk about thickness and length and height. I they're three-dimensional. It's know. it's a nightmare, really. Well, it's a, it is. If you're a DM and the player just, like, throw out, I'm going to, like, do my little wall of fire on the map, on the, the table top here, and you're like, oh, oh God, you've got to try and find a way to represent it on the map. And Well, you just try, if you've got a whiteboard, maybe you get a marker out. If you've got 3D terrain, I don't know, get some, like, little pencils out. I, I don't know what you do, but... yeah. You you, try you your wing best. it. You wing it. Yeah, wing it. With some string is good because you can kind of lay that. True, but isn't the it thickness and the well, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. You'd have to or the length, right? It's not. Quite you sort of lay it back and forth length. around the sort of the space that it would occupy. But yeah. uh, that's why I like drawn little like laminated. Yeah, prints. and we have. I mean, we do actually have, we have some fire stuff and some area stuff. But, yeah, which helps. Yeah. Um, some we've got some mini things that kind of. And this is interesting to me as well, because as long as even me, expert, you know, playing D&D, as long as I can remember, you know, like I get nuances of the game, wall spells at times still elude me. Well, and I largely, I think they elude a lot of people, hence why we thought this would be a fun one to talk about, Mm -hmm. because um, I think they're intimidating. I think we're, you know, partly it's a little bit like I don't, I can't see it. I can't quite understand. Well, I can imagine it. I can imagine I bringing up a wall of fire around but me. Then, but... but then you're often read through the details, and they seem underwhelming. Mm. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about which ones are good and which ones are bad, and which ones maybe if you're a DM and you want your players to feel a bit better about their wall spells, you might want to let them sort of like lean into it a little bit more and mm. like let the properties of it be a little bit more cool than they are yeah. um, without breaking the game in any serious way um so anyways let's let's get started we're gonna start we'll go through these by level i guess Mm. and um and which one do you want to do first let's start with wind wall wind wall yeah um so the lowest level again is third third level level. no second or first level and this and this one is this one's straight up player's handbook it's been around for Mm -hmm. yonks um if we're wondering who this is available for it's for the druid which you'll see has many wall spells the ranger also picks it up which is a nice option it's, it's possible for rangers to cast this i guess it's yeah. kind of high level for them well i've used it i've used this one as a dm mm-hmm. as a like sort of permanent thing on dungeon maps mm. that's in a certain place players can do things to manage to get it turn off or things can happen to turn it off we, we've talked many times about making maps more um more interesting this terrain pretty, so yeah. when you have when when players like they go oh hey there's something 
I'll just pull up my longbow and shoot it all the way across the map. And then suddenly they realize as they do that, their arrow hits this wind wall that they previously couldn't see. Mm. And then they're like, ah, oh, crap, we got to get past the wind wall before we can make any range attacks. Yeah. And that kind of then gives the players another kind of thing to figure out. But from the other direction, I'd say for players, if you are in a situation where you are going to be attacked by range attacks... This is a fantastic way to shut down things that are being shot at you. Mm. Um, definitely like one of the better sort of defensive ones that way. Do you want to read just very quickly what it yes. says? Windwall, action to cast. Concentration lasts a minute. You can put it anywhere within range. Now, the confusing thing sometimes about walls is that they have a size themselves, but they also have a range where you can put them down. Just yeah. imagine you're like, you've got this like hovering cursor and you can like see where you put down the 3d thing but the range of where you can put that wall down is anywhere within 120 feet so it's pretty pretty far away you can yeah, put this far pretty away, far, far away, away from, from you, you. Yeah, yeah um or up close if you want um it has material components alongside verbal somatic which is a little tiny fan and a feather of exotic origin which i think is cute um it does actually do damage some of these walls don't but wind wall is a low level one that actually does do a bit of damage not great damage but and it doesn't even scale um, but to describe what it does, a wall of strong wind rises from the ground at a point within range, 120 feet. You can make the wall up to 50 feet long. So that that's is a good size. That's length. How many squares is that? Ten. That's 10 squares long, 15 feet high. So three squares up and one foot thick. So it's not very thick. A lot of these walls we imagine this like a whole taking up a whole square. It doesn't take up a whole square. It takes up a very thin chunk of a square. Um, which is why string is sometimes good or lines instead of drawing whole boxes. Uh, we'll get to the boxes at higher level spells, but these ones are just sort of lines. Um, but yeah, 10 feet long. Um, you can shape the wall in any way you choose so long as it makes one continuous path along the ground. Now, I think this confuses things like, like congruent or sometimes it uses some of those words that are a little bit more geo geometric um, and it, it applies a kind of maths that we're perhaps not ready for. Um, well, and it's tough when you're like, okay, well, traveling on a diagonal, first of all, across yes. the map, if you're really good at your maths, is actually closer to seven and a half, not mm. five feet. Yeah. Um, I would just say to them, any 10 squares, whatever, you go 10 squares. I don't care. 50 feet, that's not what the spell says in my head. If I want to simplify it, I say, you got 10 squares, put the 10 squares where you want to put them. As long as they make one continuous path, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I sort of feel like. Um, I sort of feel like for the sake of trying to figure out how it works with minis on a board that instead of allowing for diagonals, which ends up with this kind of funny thing where you get little pointy bits of wall touching each other and you ask, well, can I pass through this little section here that instead you can't go straight diagonal. You have to do like right angle, like ziggy ziggy things with them. Mm. So if you go down and over one, that's like 15 feet of your wall that gets used up. If you're going to kind of like shape it that direction. So it's yeah, another solution. So you, which does mean that you want to keep the number of turns down to a minimum in it. So players can kind of do some zigzaggy sort of stuff with it. And I know this ultimately isn't as cool as if you're doing pure theater of the mind, you could, you could make it like beautiful arcing curve sort of thing. And that'd be fine. You could, you know, imagine but, 50 feet of it would be enough to block. But one continuous path. Does that mean I can make it a circle? That's one continuous well, path. Well, you think though. some of these ones very specifically say you can. This one, I don't see why you can't. It says one continuous path. It doesn't say straight line. I know. 
that, I think that this is the confusing thing is the nomenclature isn't standardized in the same way that a lot of spells are. Yeah, like uh, why are all the wall spells so radically different? They why not have one template yeah. and then make each one different? Uh, give it each its own little and we never work in flavor. like this is the only case in the game where you see things that are less than increments of five feet like one foot thick i don't know what that means uh, like what like, how do i how do i interact with one foot like again uh, if what when we're using maps that are usually standardized to five feet squares i mean this is D D. like there are certain things that are just really common you just if we're using then, a grid stick to the grid okay don't break the grid just say so now it's, it's you yeah. know 10 squares across one square in thickness you know and it's it goes three squares high that makes sense to me right, right. so my my fix on this again as a dm is just try to find reasonable ways to standardize this stuff so that it fits on your map mm-hmm. in a way that's kind of convenient um and and yeah just just go from there like don't don't worry about the like uh I, just do the math on it so some things if you say you have to if every time you move through one foot of it it costs you three feet of movement. So what you have to do is basically say then each square this on is this... This is not wind wall, but... I know, but, um, but like wall of sand. Sure, we'll, we'll get, get to wall to in a second. Sand, yeah, but... You just know that each square is 15. Right. That's right. It's more than just difficult terrain. It's like super difficult terrain. Mm-hmm. It's... It, it can get a little... You, you just have to kind of be prepared. If this person has this spell, just familiarize it in your head. Practice it. I don't know. Yeah. Get a grid out. Try testing it, seeing what it means, and so you're familiarizing yourself with it. I don't yeah, know. Well, and also the fact that not all walls have the same time that they're up for it's no, as well. Not. But they're all up for long enough that you almost forget. Yeah, so um, like wind wall is a very much a one minute. That's going to be the whole combat. It is. It's quick combat, but that's it. It doesn't have much, Staying much more power. durability outside of that. Well, again, if you're using this as a DM, I'd say make it a permanent fixture of your dungeon. You know, why not? Yeah, Have just them fine. rotating on alternate things, layer actions, so yeah. that they swap. Yeah, that's fun. Gates and great. and and yeah, you can use that because switch your type of walls. I mean, wind is one type, yeah. but you can see maybe pressing different buttons in the yeah. temple or the whatever switches the element of the wall that the party faces. That's very cool. Um, but what else does this wind wall do? Because it doesn't block movement through it. It does keep fog, smoke, and other gases at bay for what it's worth. Small or smaller flying creatures or objects cannot pass through. Loose, lightweight materials brought into the wall fly upwards. Arrows, bolts, and other projectiles launched at the targets behind the wall are deflected upward and automatically miss. Now, that one's interesting. Hmm. If you've got a bunch of archers raining down on you, bring up the wall, which has to be on the ground. It does say it has to be on the ground, so that's it's, one it's thing not, you can't put it in the air. It's not ceiling of wind. No, it's not. Well, that's... it's. Oh, I, I think a wall can still come out from the ceiling, but nonetheless... Um, if you put it, it could block this whole volley of arrows coming down on you, which could be very nice. Yeah. Um, I can see a use. D&D is funny this way because Mm. ideally when you're shooting an arrow from one target to another, in reality, there's a huge arc on it. Mm -hmm. In D&D, no. No. No huge arc. Not at all. So the wall being 15 feet high is enough to prevent you from getting hit by an arrow. But in real life, if you were far enough away from the wall... And the archer on the other side of it was far enough away from the wall, they could arc the arrow easily over top of the 15 feet and have it come down on your head. Yeah. Um, but, again, for the sake of... But D&D ain't like that. 
Creatures in gases, gases form cannot pass through, interestingly. So I suppose if you're up against a bunch of gas assassins. Or I was thinking somehow in, in spell, spell jammer, like, you know, there's sometimes there's like toxic atmosphere type okay. things or ships and you could use it to like Cordon seal a off. cabin like that you're in, like to block the thing to keep the gas out. Or, I don't know. For a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's not long. Um, but hey, minute might be enough. You never know. Okay, who knows? For somebody else to finish casting another spell. Maybe you just keep burning slots and keep it out keeping that wind that's i think it's interesting there's some creative uses for it for sure um one other thing worth noting is that when it appears everything in the area is going to make a strength save so you could theoretically just make the line or like the the thing just weave through a bunch of creatures like yeah. not even designed to and just 10 different creatures if you can line it up perfectly all take that 3d or strength save not a lot of damage again but for a third level spell it's are they not a unique amount of targets i mean lightning bolt's just better but uh, no, they're not. They just take bludgeoning damage and half on a failed save. But there's other options if you want to do damaging in lines. I wouldn't recommend this one, but it's a nice little benefit as compared to the other two spells. What are the other two spells? At third level, third level. Uh, you get Wall of Water. Um, this is Elemental uh, Evil Player's Companion mm -hmm. uh, was introduced, which is still a long time ago now. But um, So it's been around for a bit. Mm -hmm. It and Wall of Sand both came from that. Um, and it's interesting because... Uh, a players out there may not know this but uh tritons uh when they get to what level i think third fifth or level fifth level um spell, yeah. yeah can naturally cast this it's which is one. kind of fun yeah. as a uh well at least they used to be able to i'm not totally sure if i've I've checked out after the retcon on all the races whether they still can or not but um i once had a triton uh character who could um it's kind of fun it just as a kind of a, a random spell to be pulling out um but again once it's you've got it you sort of feel like well i should use this thing mm -hmm. um and it can actually come up as a i don't know it's it, it typically i mean the thing about wall of water that's great is it lasts a lot longer than wall of wind mm. it's a 10 minute spell i yes. think uh in comparison which is just then you're definitely yeah, you've got this you've up got, for a little while. You can do some RP bay. stuff around it. Well, you're not really holding them at bay because they can walk through. But. No, but there's 10 minutes as a role-playing scenario mm -hmm. stuff. You can use this for more than just combat action. It's true. Uh, there's can be some other stuff going on with this. Mm. Um, I, I did it to like to create a, the effect of a mirage for people and oh, things like that and um, to mess with some baddies and things. Like, you know, a bit of deception work with it. It's kind of fun. Mm. Um, this spell's great against pyromancers. We'll get that in a second. Um, but it's also available to sorcerers. It is, is kind of fun. To sorcerers and wizards, um, um, which is which the previous one was not available to either, I believe. So. Yeah, so that's kind of good. I don't know why Windwall isn't available to wizards, but whatever. Um, not 120 foot. I don't know why this one's only 60 foot, given it's the same level of spell. I don't understand why. <laughs> why I can have to be so much closer when I cast oh, I, it. I don't get it. Um, but whatever. And also the the range is different. Wind wall was 50 feet long, 15 feet high, and one foot thick. This one's 30 feet long, 10 feet high, and one foot thick. No, again, not standardized at all. This one just seems to be arbitrarily different. Yeah, well, the one foot thick thing is weird too, right? Because you've got... You're right. So I was thinking, like, it was still a five-foot wall. But, but at least it's one it's... foot. Like, one foot's okay. But, like, some eventually will get to Earth, like, three feet. And it's like, why specifically is this three feet thick? Well, but even this is, like, it's sort of odd because... So if I lay a one foot thick wall mm -hmm. on a five foot square, yes, that a 
creature has to move through. Mm -hmm. So they move the five feet of that square, plus they have to go through the one foot of my wall, which adds three feet. So four of those feet were normal, but one of those feet was three instead three. of one. So is that so that square is now seven, seven feet to move it through. It costs them seven feet of movement to move through that square. Which isn't difficult terrain. Difficult terrain would cost you ten. Yeah, so it's worse. It makes so, no sense. So, again, maybe as a DM, the thing here just to make your life a little bit easier, easier. and everybody else is easier, a square that has a wall of some sort like this that restricts movement, mm -hmm. when something goes through it, it just counts it as difficult terrain. Or as whatever, 15 feet for some of them if they say that it's... Yeah, if it's super... Right? It, and you just like, it just make your life easy. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to do wacky math, yeah. just like, okay, it's difficult terrain yeah. and just done. Boom. And just table rule that. And it's fast, it's What's smooth. Your, and in fact, I don't even know why they didn't do that to begin with mm. with these spells because it would just yeah. make it easier. You know what I have a question about? Do you treat difficult terrain as when they enter into the space, it costs double speed, or when they leave the space, it costs twice as much? Well, that's an interesting question. So if you end your turn in the square... No, like, does, like what costs the extra five feet? Does entering into the square, like, to moving into that... Moving Is that it. what costs ten, or does leaving it cost ten? No, it's, it's the moving in, so... But if I was stuck in a web that was difficult terrain, and I was stepping out of the web, that would take me more time than me jumping into the web, No. Yeah, well, it's how we count movement when we move the our miniatures on the board, right? Five. It's the it's the moving it forward onto another square that we count as five. Oh. So it's that enter it's really that's the okay. entering in. So if I move forward into difficult terrain, that's a ten foot expenditure. And then I move the mini forward again, that's another ten, that's twenty. And then the next one out of that's not difficult, so then I'm at to twenty five. Right. So yeah. That makes sense. Um, but I agree. Like, theatrically, it, pulling yourself free of a web is more... But that's web. I mean, if, if instead it's mud, the thick, like, waist-deep, cold out mud, is... then every time you're pushing through that is, you know, you're sloshing through this goop. Mm -hmm. um, so each one's a little bit different. It's true. Um, wall of Water, again, only 60-foot range. Don't know why. You, the thing about this one, which you can't do with Wind of Wall... Wall wind. This one, it doesn't save. It has to be a straight line. It just says 30 feet long, 10 feet high, 1 feet, one foot thick. You can do it, a circle with water. but it, Or you can make a ringed wall, which is specifically a ring. 20 feet diameter, 20 feet high, 1 foot thick. Why is the height now twice as high? I don't know. I don't know But it's why. good this way. It's but it's much higher this it's way. It's fun this way. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, this higher. is quite a good one for you get your party gets mm -hmm. together. And especially if you need, if you need a second, like you've got somebody who's gone down, there's some fire giants, or there's something going on, you need to buy yourself a round or two mm -hmm. um, as the baddies try to figure out what the hell's going on with this wall around you. Um, it is a good way to create this 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 little <laughs> bubble around you, mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, mine had like seaweed and like fish swimming in it and stuff. It was fun. That's cute. Any ranged um, weapon attack passing through is disadvantage, which is nice. Again, blocking archers a little bit, not as well as wind wall with when it comes to arrows. Uh, and fire damage is halved if it passes through the wall to reach its target. So again, if you've got a pyromancer you're up against or a fire giant or whatever that's dealing fire damage, consider putting up your wall of water and giving yourself essentially not even it's, it stacks with resistance because this is not just resistance; it's halving. Yeah. And so if your party members have resistance on top of that, you're essentially quartering all fire damage that comes through here. 
which is nice. Or if they're inside the wall, that's also would be quartering it. But it's got a funny little twist to go in the other direction, mm, though. If does. somebody throws cold spells at you, they can actually damage your wall. Well, not interestingly, yes, but perhaps you would even want to do this to your own wall. The thing is, when cold damage passes through the wall, the area of the wall they pass through causes it causes it to freeze solid at least a five foot square section is frozen again five foot square when it's only when one, it's foot, one thick. foot thick makes zero sense it's very hard to figure and you're like wait what what how do i spread that out so I, i'm gonna take this five foot square and i'm gonna spread it cut it into five layers that are only one, one foot, foot. Th- it makes and no so sense. that means i've got now 25 25 feet of good each five foot square frozen section has ac5 and 15 hit points so now you have to track all the little tiny five foot whatever panels that you've got going on that are all frozen points uh and then reducing it to zero hit points destroys it uh no damage resistances so psychic can break a cold wall i guess yeah um when a section is destroyed the water's wall does not fill it in so it could leave little gaps in your wall but you could do this yourself to create a physical barrier um within your wall of water which perhaps you want um but this one's it's fun. funny that you mentioned that psychic damage can break your wall it's a bit like oh that's weird or necromatic damage which actually kind of makes sense necrotic. if i got fish and seaweed in it oh, yeah. but um but yeah, weird. there's some, some some damage types that you're like what how, is that, how did that why work? would that yeah, how did that happen um but that's wall of water for you i think well what if we did like ratings for all of these yeah, I would say this. These ones, these last two, they're kind of again, they're a little suboptimal at this point, and I think largely because of this. I um, think scenarios, though. I think someone could make use of this for sure. I think I did. You're I facing used, up against a fire. You're in a volcano. Bring wall of water with I you. I used it a lot in this desert campaign we were in. It was fun. It was funny. It was mm-hmm. like it was quirky. I I didn't dislike it. I mean, it was a free spell that came with the race, which was great um, to have. Um, and like I said, sometimes when you have something like that, you know, you end up playing with it more than you think you will. Um, would I choose this if I was a sorcerer? I don't know. Okay, final third level spell. Only for wizards. Wall of sand. Yeah, and, I, and in hindsight, in fact, I didn't even... Coastal druids should have I, wall of sand. I didn't or, even... Or I, desert, or I desert didn't, druids. Well, this is just it. I mean, I didn't even, as that Triton character, even think about asking the DM, hey, could I... You know, as he becomes a master of this terrain, can I like wall could I sand. swap out wall of sand with wall of water? I mean, they're both third level spells. You'd think it's the same power rating, mm. but I think wall of sand's significantly better than wall, wall of water. Wall of sand's interesting. Kim, this one also is dumb in a different reason. Ninety feet between wall of water and wind wall, of course. Ninety foot range in terms of how far you can cast it away from yourself. Yes, but none of these things matter. Like it's such a huge okay, distance, but like, anyways. But like, why is this one ninety, and why are the other ones sixty or one hundred twenty? I don't understand. Yeah. Um, it conjures up swirling sand on the ground. Again, that's just like everything else. The wall is thirty feet long, ten feet high, and ten feet thick. Yeah, this is uh, good. What? It's two squares thick. It's crazy. Um, so it's six squares across two squares up and two squares thick so this is almost like a little rectangle you've got going now on your little uh on your map um vanishes when the spell ends which is 10 minutes concentration although i don't think any of the other spells say that but that's weird um blocks line of sight so things spell things that require target like you need to be able to see a target 
Um, yeah, again, it, many it, range it, attacks you need to be able to see the creature. This you're is to hit. this is more interesting in some ways. Like, well, like I say, you put a wall of water around your party, you can still take people see can kind of see what's going on. Same with wall of water. Um, but wall of sand, you really suddenly buy yourself some time that where you can you can hide. Yes. Um, it makes it much harder for to hit you. Uh, I mean, it's really hard to hit you. Um, so yeah. Mm. Creatures blinded while in the wall space. No saving throw, nothing. They're just, while they're in there, they're blinded. And you can make this on them too. But this, I would, I so this I thought would be so good with my character that had blind fighting. Mm-hmm. So suddenly, if, if you can, you bring the wall up around yourself even, yeah, it slows you down a lot, but, uh, it slows your rails down too. And if you've got blind fighting and they don't, you suddenly have advantage on your attacks. It's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. This is really good with your, your fighter who's got that blind fighting fighting style. Yeah. Or you fighter rogue builds, baby. Sure. Fighter rogue ranger build that time. Right. I don't often multi-class, but when I do, I go crazy. <laughs> um, the blocking line of sight is actually very powerful. And not only that, um, again, put this on a group of enemies. They're all blinded. And if they want to get out of here, it's three feet of movement for every one foot it moves. And since this is 10 feet thick... If it wants to move through the space, it'll take it 30 feet to do so. Yeah, it's this is like really slowing down people. Which is, is really nice. Um, yeah. That's like a whole, it's got a dash if it basically wants to get through it no. and to you. What if you had freedom of movement? Freedom of movement would mean there was no movement reduction here. You'd so pass you, through you just it all like, easy. F- like if you cast that freedom of movement on yourself and then bring up the spell... Are they both concentration? Can you do them both? Uh, freedom of movement is not concentration. So that's great. And Wall of Sand is... Not. Wall of sand is not is concentration. It is concentration. Are all the walls concentration? All uh, so far, so yes, far? all of them have been concentration. So you can only have one wall up at a time. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, so you got to keep that in mind as well. Choose your walls. Yeah, one. Tr- if you if your wall is is critical for your party's <clears throat> defense, mm. you, you got to make sure you're not taking damage. I don't know. Again, if why don't just give wizard win wall i don't understand because i want to make a wizard now that's all about his wall spells i want to make a wizard that's all about barrier here and that and oh what should we get sand block the line of sight oh there's range attacks coming in wind you know there's, oh there's fire coming through water boom like all these different walls just for the right yeah, occasion and, and yet and and this is a funny thing like they're these wall spells are kind of scattered mm-hmm. throughout the game there's no low level ones too which is again makes you wonder a little bit of like where do these spells come from like there's a history of them clearly they go back i remember them from ages ago but but i also remember ages ago not really using them much more than we use them now Mm. Um, i think they're cool but again i was too scared to even approach them and we've only hit third level it goes crazier from here and more complex until we get to the of course the horrifying ninth level abomination that is prismatic wall but we'll get there eventually Fourth level. This yeah, is okay. this one is, of the more this is iconic. It. This is the iconic wall spell if there is a wall spell. Maybe. Well, this yeah, this one and, and the, the fifth level, one of the fifth level ones. Well, um, yeah, okay, we'll get to it. All right, so these are both player handbook. These ones have been around for yonks. And mm, to be honest, level. if you haven't made a spellcaster that can use wall of fire, go for it. Do it. It's, gosh, wall of fire it's is... A fun one is there's nothing wrong with this spell this is a good spell it's pretty good and i and i do you know i have seen this one many many times players if there is a single wall spell that comes Mm -hmm. into the D &D, and it does recursive damage it does repeated more and more again yeah yeah. which makes it really really good so and correct me if i'm wrong on this but there's like a hot side of the wall and a not hot side of the wall so essentially fourth level spell we're taking it up a tier 120 foot range you can put this thing on a solid surface not the ground it could be a wall of fire from the ceiling or from the side of the wall or anywhere 
It just is a solid surface, not so the ground. So you can dangle it off the ceiling. You could dangle a wall and of fire off the ceiling if you wished. And flying creatures would run into it, but creatures walking on the ground would not. All your creepy crawly vampires that have spider climbing and weird wall climbing stuff now would have to get down on the ground and fight you. Sure. Could that, be useful. That's, that's smart, actually, if you want to ground air attacks against mm. your players. They all got to come down to ground level to come underneath it. That's right. And then your, your sentinel attacks and like whack, whack, stop Boom. them. And... It's good. We can make the wall up to 60 feet long. So that's 10 squares long, 20 feet high. What, 50 or 60? 60. 60. 60. Yeah, so, 12. Oh, sorry, 12 feet. Uh, 12 Just squares. Double checking your math. Long, 20 feet high. So four squares up and one foot thick. Ugh. Again. One foot thick. Stop I don't understand it. this one foot thick thing. Um, or a ringed wall up to 20 feet in diameter, 20 feet high, and one foot thick. So this is like wall of water. The ring is the, essentially the exact same as wall of water, except it its length when not made into a ring is twice as long and its height is also doubled so your normal wall variation of just a straight line or whatever line you're making is better but the ring is the same so you bring if you were to do your straight line and bring it around but not have the two sides touch leave like a small gap between it you'd actually have a bigger circle than if you make a circle yeah hmm that's well, fine. maybe I don't know. I, I, I uh, would have to get this out and uh, like yeah, do some I, testing. I can't imagine. It's only one minute, so this doesn't last as long as your wall of water or wall of. Oh, it's actually wall of sand is ten minutes. That's yeah. Um, the nice thing is this one does a lot of damage. It's opaque, which again, fancy word for saying you can't see through it. Um, or it means you should be heavily obscured at least. Yes. Which means lasts, you should be able to hide. Exactly. Last for the duration, one minute. When the wall appears, each creature within its area, so it's going to be inside that little one foot thick part, has to make a deck save on a failed save, 5d8 fire, not too bad, or have as much of a successful save. If, so, if that was the only damage source, it would be a bad fourth level spell. However, on one side of the wall, selected by you when you cast the spell, deals 5d8 to each creature that ends its turn within 10 feet of the... Of the harmful side or inside the wall. Ten feet's a huge range on something. Ten that's feet this, away from the sixty this, foot long that's thing. This long. Yeah. It's that's, pretty nuts. That's you know, you said twelve squares and then you stretch out ten. There's a hundred and twenty squares of your tactical mm. tabletop map it's that true. are causing damage. It's that's pretty, a huge it's, AoE. It's a big, big area. To each creature that ends its turn within 10 feet. This is not a saving throw. This is not a roll to see if you avoid the 5 It's guaranteed 5d8 if it doesn't get the hell away from you, um, which is very good. Um, as a ring as well, if you've got this on all your friends on the inside, all the baddies on the outside. Yeah, if you do it as a ring and you're on the inside, make sure you put the hot side outwards. Or if you're evil, <gasps> put the ring with the hot side on the, oh with that on the inside. God, they that? have to run through it to get out. Um, which is the scariest thing? Cooking goblins tonight. Um, which is, I, I, I think that's funny. This is terrifying. Um, the thing they could just run and outside. Five D eight will cr destroy little creatures. Oh yeah, for sure. That's like so so um, mean. A creature that takes the same damage when it enters the wall for the first time on its turn. Oh yes. Yeah, so essentially, essentially, this is just saying another sentence. If it enters the wall, what well, a creature takes the same damage when it enters the wall for the first time on a turn or ends its turn there. Not end. Wow. So if it, it so essentially, I think this is what it's so saying. So basically, it's if it runs in, through the wall, yeah, and appears on the other side, that's still hot. It's already taken the damage. It can't do so. You damage. can't do ten d eight in you one on double dip one on of it. its turns. But still, to run out of the wall, it still, still takes. Still, the idea that per round you did you take 
about 25 points of damage, which is crazy. Crazy. Given that this spell lasts for a minute. Yeah. Um, you can the have thing it up is, for 10 you, rounds. you cast this at ninth level, you'd be dealing... Oh, can you what? upscale damage on yes, it? Yes, it does. It would do 10d8 when you bring it down. Holy dino. And they'd need to take another 10d8 running out. So it would be 15d8 guaranteed. Yeah, that's a that's a heck of a spell. I mean, it's, it, I mean, not to say that there's better ways maybe to use your but ninth level spell that, slot. Yeah, the range, the size of this damn thing. But yeah, if you had a if there was a huge army that again, if you were looking at it in terms of minis on a map, in mm. theory there could be 120 minis mm. covering 10 squares deep, 60 you know, and 12 squares, or I mean two squares deep, 12 squares long, and yeah, you cook them all. Mm. At, at what let do you say 10d8 10d8 would be if you cast it at ninth level that's yeah that's probably a solid 50 points of damage there. pretty solid eh and yeah most most army type troops aren't gonna have yeah this is a this is definitely an evil spell yeah that's um, crazy lots of people get it druid sorcerer wizard uh light domain clerics forged domain clerics fiend warlocks celestial warlocks artillerist yeah and hence why you see it so much as well and this one i think is it's still a little confusing but i think it's one of the more approachable ones somehow yeah um despite that next another classic i think a lot of people take this one as well of the wall spells this one gets some love fifth level wall of force Mm. this one's a classic i love this spell i think it should be abjuration yeah i was just gonna say why isn't this abjuration i mean if there's something that keeps you safe it is a wall of force baby it's true all of the wall spells, if you've noticed, have been evocation so far. So, again, just a weird thing, I guess. I, I suppose know. it kind of makes sense. You're kind of pulling energy from somewhere, bringing it here. Mm. It's kind of yeah. what evocation does. I suppose. But in ninth level, I'm going to rip my hair out. But we'll get to that eventually. Um, fifth level spell, casting time, one action, all these have been. Duration, 10 minutes. So better <laughs> than your, your wall of fire. Range, 120 feet. I believe that's the same as our wall of fire. Um an invisible wall that's an important note sometimes we think of it as a shimmering barrier nope invisible, invisible. you can't see this thing it's like a burrs with a glass door and just like and you just walk into bonk ow, ow. Um, there should be like a like a minimum like one point of damage you take when you walk into like a wall of force. modern wizard mo- yeah modern wizard homes are all constructed of, of these like sliding walls of force and so people always well i i want to do this on the ships and spell jammer basically as a function a thing that you can buy to put in is just, force fields that can come up and down inside your ship that are cool. basically walls of force that you can like just activate cordon things it's off. like you're playing with like the sci-fi tropes yeah. but you're using D D to like oh, recreate like little I love that. you know and walls of force are fun mm. it springs into existence at a point not a surface yeah so this can be in the air it can be suspended yeah. you could put it above you and prevent all the stuff falling on you no more rain forget what weather is, is. is that what you're thinking like you're burn, burn a fifth level slot as an umbrella moved so it's just like yeah, i guess you, like if well I'm you stand there. underneath it for 10 minutes and say drive for nice. 10 whole minutes is it 10 minutes yeah it's 10, 10 minutes. minutes pretty good you know crazy this is one of my favorite things as well like the reason why it would be mm. like in a ship or someplace where you can keep it more of a permanent thing it can't be dispelled with uh dispel magic it cannot yes it's like thing. you it's, gotta disintegrate it yeah and that's crazy I mean, I love that word spell like disintegrate mm. is like what you use to take down a wall of force. That's like, that's just cool. It is cool. Um, the thing is, you can make it this wall, which is uh, 10, 10 foot by 10 foot panels. Hmm. I think it has they have some to be shapes, contiguous. though. I think you can do domes. With okay, okay. It, so and you can do spheres with it's it. It's a horizontal or so this is, this is how it describes it. 
and any orientation you choose is a horizontal or vertical barrier or at an angle. It can be free-floating or resting on a surface. You can form it into a hemispherical dome or a sphere with a radius of up to 10 feet, which means 20-foot diameter, which is the same as our other ones, except now it's a full-on hemisphere, so half a sphere. Um, you can shape it, or you can shape a flat surface made of 10 10-foot 10 by 10-foot panels. So imagine 10 little... So two square by two square panels and you can conjoin 10 of them to be a long runway or a five by two or three by three and an extra little one sticking out on the edge i don't know yeah i mean i think that's the i think that's what makes this one quite interesting as well is that if you have if this becomes your like your sort of thematic spell mm. you can you can spend some time thinking about how you position this, how you're going to use it. And so creativity can come into this a great deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also, I suppose if it was, oh no, it has to be flat, which means it can't square. No, it can't. What do you mean? Like you couldn't go suddenly at 90 degree angle with your flat barrier. Could you? It's got to be like one. I'd make a box. Yeah, no, I think the idea is that flat it's, kind it of sits on a, on a single plane. Yes, that makes sense um, to me. Each panel must be contiguous, which means that's a funny little word. But the dome make, make sharing that, a common the, border, touching the, the hemisphere, like a dome yeah. shape with that does trap is quite good. Um, uh, in any form, the wall, or if you're falling, make a hemisphere beneath you. Yeah, and then suddenly you're like, "Whoop! I'm in this little bowl." Yeah, at least for ten minutes, and then I'll fall again. But or do it so you catch all the rain. Ooh, and let it go, and, and then ten minutes later, like it totally soaks the barbarian. <laughs> Hilarious gag. <laughs> Or lure the fire elemental underneath and then... In any form, the wall is one quarter inch thick. Ugh. We're getting even thinner, people. One fo- You thought one foot was thin? One fourth of an inch. Why? Why? I don't understand. Why is it one fourth of an inch? What does is that it mean? An inch or one quarter of a foot? One quarter of an inch thick. A quarter, so it's very thin. It's like we're talking about it's a fraction of paper. a centimeter it's here. It's almost like it's thicker than paper thin, but like it's thin, thin, thin. Yeah. Um, it lasts for the duration. Well, it's not paper thin. Paper, it's, it's like it's it's less than a centimeter. It's sort of. It's a uh, quarter of an inch. An inch isn't that much. No, it's it's it's, it's small. It's thin. But, yeah. Um, it lasts for the duration, so 10 minutes. Uh, concentration, of course. If the wall cuts through a creature's space... The creature is pushed onto one side of the wall, your choice which side. If you've got two people who are fighting, point. put it down the middle, separate them. That's okay. one of my favorite uses Gotta I've seen keep from them players. Separated. Nothing can physically pass through the wall. Nothing. It is immune to all damage and can be and cannot be dispelled by dispel magic. Which is great. Counterspell can stop it, though. A disintegrate spell destroys the wall instantly, however. But that's like burning a sixth-level slot for to, to, to get, get rid, rid of a fifth-level fifth level wall. spell, which kind of makes sense, I guess. The wall also extends into the ethereal plane, interestingly. Yeah, um, so I suppose so if you're fighting face spiders, nightmares, I don't know. That's yeah, ethereal stuff. ghosts cool. and stuff. Ghosts, and maybe. Um, blocking ethereal travel through the wall. Also, if someone's casting etherealness, not too bad. Yeah. Um, interesting. You could teleport to the other side of the wall, technically. It doesn't say it blocks teleportation. So that's forced cage for you. But Yeah. Um, yeah, there's other spells that prevent spells from going mm. through them. This is not one of them. I think wizard's going to be your best choice for your wall spells, except wind wall. Um, but yeah. they get all of these. But there are some other ones, notably Oath of Redemption. Interestingly, I didn't think Oath of Redemption got Wall of Force, which is cool. Artillerist and Armorer both also pick it up. 
although it's high level artificer so I don't think you're ever going to see this in play unless you're a wizard um, classic spell I love that one wall of force is great except for the weird one fourth inch all of the walls suffer from it I don't understand we move on to wall of light another fifth level one this one I, I think is interesting because it gives you both offense and defense yeah this is xanathar's xanathar's so it's a bit of a later edition a shimmering wall of bright light there you go it's light it gives off light now at a point within range again this one much like wall of force can be free floating once you've crossed this fish fifth level threshold it seems like we're no longer stuck to the, the earth yeah um any orientation you choose, horizontally, vertically, or diagonally, can be free-floating or can rest on a solid surface. This is what we're familiar with. 60 feet long, 10 feet high, so half the height. No, no, no. It's not the panel thing. We're back to the whole other system of doing yeah. this. Either it's panels or it's a specific length. 60 feet long, 10 feet high, 5 feet thick. 5 feet thick, okay? First 5 foot thick wall that we've seen. Finally something reasonable, I guess. Um, blocks line of sight. There you go. But creatures and objects can pass through. Emits bright light out to 120 feet, which is very far. And dim light an additional 120 feet. Yeah. So this is, I, again, it I think, up the world. I think this one gets like pooped on a bit because it doesn't like, it doesn't really do a wall effect. It doesn't no, like just, block things. Well, it still blocks line of sight. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I suppose. And that's, that's a, don't underestimate what it is to be able to hide. Um, you can put this in one up to 120 feet but, away, 10 minute but concentration. Also, in situations, if you DM, and I recommend DMs out there, you do this, make darkness really dark and hard to deal with. Um, suddenly, this fifth level spell is like a huge game changer mm. for you, you know, lighting up the underdark. It does. It um, does light things up. In a big area, too, because it's 60 feet long, in each of those things from it yeah go out 120 feet so I don't so know, you can really like light this place up it yeah and you can throw it across the ceiling of a huge cavern yeah, and then boom and what's the casting range on it uh 120 feet so yeah it launches the, the ceiling of the you caverns within 120 feet of you boom you place that up on the ceiling mm. and the whole cavern gets lit creatures in its area have to make con saves and a failure they take 48 radiant and are blinded for a whole minute um, they can repeat their save at the end of their turns, con save, uh, ending the blindness uh, if they succeed. So if you could put it on a – you could also just, boom, put it on a bunch of enemies, blind them, which is not too bad. Yeah, no, I mean, um, again, people, I think, underestimate a condition like blindness for a minute is a real drawback. True. Put it on the floor of the cavern underneath all of your enemies, and suddenly ping, all the drows are blinded. And then go to town on them. You go to town on them, exactly. Um, when it ends, it's turned in the wall's area. It takes 48 Remember, so if somebody's blinded, you become an unseen attacker. This one is actually crazy, though, because if you put this just at the ankle height of everyone or, like, knee height of everyone in that room, everything's still lit up. They all are targeted for blindedness. And if they don't get out of this 60-foot-long, 10-foot-high, 5-foot-thick area, they – if they don't go – like, they can't see their legs or whatever. Like, you could do their head. You could do it, you know, whatever, like, where you put that. Everything's light. They're blinded. They take radiant damage. If they don't flee that area, they end their turn there, they take another 48 damage. Yeah. Automatically. Radiant every time. So so when we're talking about light here, this is also, like, a microwave. It is. You're microwaving them. Um, until the spell ends, you can use an action to launch a beam of radiance from the wall towards one creature within 60 feet of the wall. Which is kind of fun. Make a ranged spell attack, which for high levels, there are not a lot of ranged spell attacks re remaining. So it's actually quite cool. On a hit, takes 48 radiant damage. Whether you hit or miss, the wall gets a little bit shorter each time you shoot a laser beam in this way. Um, I think this is just fun, though. 
Um, it gives you, on top of not only blinding, solid damage, blocking line of sight, but now you've got this 48, 48, 48, and I like that that's consistent at least. Um, upcasting it is more damage, so if you cast it at, for instance, 9th level, you'd be doing 8d8 radiant damage uh, every single turn to these people um, if they refuse to leave this 60-foot long area, which and, is not bad. And that's, I mean, it's a step up from Wall of Fire. Um, if you think Moonlight's bad, this is this is crazy if you hit a whole area with this. Sure, I mean, they it's, it's one level up from Wall of Fire, and we've gone from 5d8 to 8d8. Is that what you said? Uh, well, uh, technically, we haven't. This spell doesn't deal eight d eight. It does forty eight normally. Oh, I see. Um, but you can also shoot laser beams from so it. So forty eight plus. The... So yeah, but again, depends how many opponents you have on the board. You could be doing more damage with this than with wall fire. I think clerics should get the spell. They don't. It's only sorcerers, warlocks, <laughs> and wizards. Which is funny for a radiant spell. Um, yeah, a light domain doesn't get wall of light. I'm. I don't understand. <sighs> wall of stone. So yeah, the Wall of Stone is is pretty good. Um, and and you fun. know what? The thing I like about Wall of Stone is, of all of these, it is one of the easiest to just imagine what it looks like. A big Wall of Stone. I can imagine that. This one has its own hiccups in the way that it's worded, though, which annoy me. Action to cast, as with all of them, 120-foot range, so we're on the higher end here. Um, granite for your material component. They all seem to have material components, which is quite fun. 10-minute um, duration with concentration, typically what you expect. Non-magical wall, which is interesting because you magically yeah. summon it but it's not a magical stone so it's worth noting it can yeah. be destroyed with non-magical means but it can't also once it's there you can't dispel it yeah because it's not magical it's just rock arguably um at a point again it doesn't say on the ground you know could you just make it would it not fall it's not magical yeah I think would it just it crush crunch. people <laughs> i don't it doesn't say anything about damage though uh, what happens if I just make a big six thick inch thick wall on top of someone and it falls on them? I just don't understand. Well, how far it falls too. Maybe uh, uh, cast this high. Twenty feet in the air. Like, that let it let it pick someone. some speed up. <laughs> Jeez, and I put it on its side too. Boom! <laughs> That's crushing. Yeah, That's where terrifying. you pack it together a little bit more densely. Oh, I hate that. A big jeez, I hate that. Um, the wall is six inches thick. Yeah. So why six inches? A half a foot? Okay, I, I don't understand. And it's composed of 10 10 foot by 10 foot panels. <sighs> well, 10 foot by 10 foot panels are easy enough to put on the map. Okay, I can imagine them. But like, congruous, could they, could I just like make a big square with this then? Yeah. Is that, can I make a cube of stone? Well, there's enough of them that you could make some sort of, well, I mean, they're square, so I mean, you're limited in shape. If they were, if they were, uh, panels. 10 foot by 10 foot. If they were hexagons or something, you could like you could foot. you could make much more in the way of shapes, but um by 10 foot and 6 inches thick and then 10 foot by 10 foot. So you're going to make boxes basically. But they're not boxes. They're like little rectangles. They're like little rectangular squares. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, each panel must be contiguous with at least one other. That's normal. Alternatively, you can make 10 or you can create 10 foot by 20 foot panels that are only 3 inches thick, same number, so 10 of them. They're slightly wider each, but they're less thick. So you make a thicker, denser wall or more longer panels that are less thick. Oh, God. This is why people... No, no one takes Wall of Stone um, as much as I love it. If it cuts through a creature's space, it's pushed onto one side of the wall. Um, your choice, if it would be surrounded on all sides, it can make a deck save. And if it succeeds, it can use its reaction to run outside of the wall uh, before it encloses it. Um, the wall can have any shape you desire. Uh, 
though it can occupy the same space as an uh, as a object or creature. The wall doesn't need to be vertical or rest on any firm foundation. And then, but okay, but then this is the next thing. It must, however, merge with and be solidly supported by existing stone. Okay, there you go. <laughs> what? Thus, you can use the spell to bridge a chasm or create a ramp. Oh, well, that's interesting. So you could like use wall of stone to make a, a, a wait, wait, wait. Bridge. So that's this is stuff. So to, in order to cast a spell, I must cast it on existing stone. Well, if you're in a dungeon, it's like everywhere. But what if I'm not in a dungeon? What if I'm in a grassy meadow? All you just find is a rock, one little rock. But it won't be solidly supported by that. Well, you put it in the middle and Doesn't grow from there. Fair. I don't understand this. If you create, to me, this is I, I need to visualize this. If you create a span greater than twenty feet in length, you must half the size of each panel to create supports. Why? Why? Why must I? You can crudely shape the wall to create crenellations, battlements, and so on. Okay. This just truly feels to me like a spell that's been around since the beginning. And it needs to be. This needs to be right. I'm and sorry. It, and it does. They've just carried over a lot of the olden, the OSR sort of vibe there. You know, over-explaining, like, wow, oh, writing too long of no spells. It's too no many sense. like. The wall is an object made of stone. Okay, thanks. And can be damaged and thus breached. Makes sense. Each panel has AC 15. Okay, we're improving. 30 hit points. Oh, per inch of thickness. Ah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Math. So I need, so wait, so normally it's 120 hit points per thing, a panel. And so each panel you need to track its hit points. Yeah. Of each panel. Like, a, like you track monsters on there. Oh, uh, Reducing a panel to zero hit points destroys it and may cause connected panels to collapse at the GM's discretion. Oh my god. If you maintain your concentration on the spell for its whole duration, it becomes permanent and cannot be dispelled. Oh, so it can be dispelled while it's active after 10 minutes. Uh, but isn't it fun, though, that you can, again, like out, of, out of combat, you could, like, permanently, like, create little I suppose that's stone, why it needs to be supported by reality. Stone fences around the countryside. Mm. I would just get rid of this whole, like, it must merge with solidly supported by existing stone. I just make it make it appear off a surface, you know? Yeah, but, I don't, you, like, but no. you, on water it would sink. On like a, a, solid, on like, a solid surface. On like a sandy beach, you make would make it on a solid like surface. Slop, slop, fall over. Solid surface. Yeah, that's all I'm asking for. Solid surface. Uh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, Otherwise, it's cool. I think it, it's the nice barrier, big old whatever. It's hard to picture at times. It's just uh, it, also again, why is this one? evocation this is totally conjuration where i'm conjuring a big wall i don't get it yeah uh sixth level we gotta speed up for these last ones uh yeah blade barrier only oh, cleric wait. gets this one i want to throw an honorable mention in here oh we don't have, do we have time for honorable very, mentions? Very, very quickly um if you've got wall of stone up uh stone shape can be good fun uh if you want to add things like doors or windows could do or pass wall if you just wanted to negate the fact that you have a wall open instead of just dispelling it burn another fifth level spell slot while you're at it well yeah stone shape's only fourth level you can do you could like make modifications to your wall it's very true uh again i'm just saying if you want to lean into creating a spell caster who's using stone a particular and maybe you don't use all the different walls although i do like the idea of having all the different walls, all the walls going. but cool. maybe if you just about one type of wall maybe pick up other spells that help you like do stuff with your wall mm. which with the stone one you can because it sticks around after the 10 minutes. That's very true. Which is fun. 
Next one, Blade Barrier. Cleric only gets this one. And this should be called Wall of. This should be called Wall of Swords. Wall of Swords. I don't know why it's not called. I don't know. Breaking the convention. Um, sixth level action to cast. Ninety foot range. So we've been nerfed for some reason. I don't know why it's not one hundred twenty feet. Um, no material components. First one that doesn't. Uh, duration ten minutes, like the other ones. Create a vertical wall. So we have to make it vertical. That's fine. Whirling razor sharp blades of magical energy appears within range and lasts for the duration ten minutes. You can make it straight wall up to a hundred feet long. Okay. Twenty feet high and five feet thick. Okay, five feet, reasonable, fine. Yeah, this this is not an easy thing to get through. No, it's not. Hundred feet long is damn long too. Or a ringed wall up to sixty feet in diameter. Mm. Thirty foot radius. Uh, Twenty feet high and five feet thick. Yeah, I mean we've crossed that fifth level barrier. Like things that are level six and above are, you know, they they're serious. Except for a wall of force, which is one quarter of an inch. This is serious now. We're sixth level. This this is a no, monster. No, sixth level. You mean I see? Yeah, this is a monster course. wall. This is a pretty monster wall, but it gets monster when you see what it does. It provides three quarters cover, so plus five AC and plus five to deck saves, and it's difficult terrain for what that's worth. Um, yeah, because it gets full of pokey things that are going to hurt you as you walk yeah. through it. When it enters the wall for the first time on a turn, enters again. You might take the moonbeam description and say if you put this on them, it doesn't do anything, but when it enters the wall's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there yeah must make a deck save so there's a saving throw yeah on a failed save it takes 60 10 slashing so again just remember that this is going to happen everything that this wall does happens on the creature's turn mm. to it for being there oh this one's uh, bad. the thing is you could push people through this i could see this pairing well with effects that can move people around mm-hmm. um Perhaps a maelstrom. I could see uh, an interesting, you know, I, I I could see some unique scenarios. Sixty ten isn't as much as wall fire if you can get that set up correctly. It doesn't even scale if you cast it at higher levels. Yeah, I mean, um, hmm. but there could be some fun scenarios. Just sharp, chopping people up with blades, horrifying. I don't know why wizard doesn't get this as well. Um, on a successful save, it takes half damage. So there's that. I think it should be automatic. All the other walls are. Yeah. I don't know why this one's a save when you go through it. I. Uh, I don't understand. Why not make it so when they when it appears, they make the save? And just like the, all the other ones, when they move through it, it's automatic. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, why not standardize these things? Like, I, I don't know. Why not just go back, standardize them all? First of all, starting by making them all five foot thick. I mean, this is like Make madness. them all five foot thick. I, or ten foot. I don't care. Whatever. Just, just make, make them, them so they work on the map. They're, just five make feet, it work. they're five feet thick, and then you can make them as many. Or if they're paper thin, make it paper thin. I don't care, okay? I don't know. Like, I just sort of make feel it like it I sort way. of do I feel know. like I just want them to like fit on the map nice. I yeah, man. I don't know, <clears> man. Another sixth level one. This one wizards do get or the only one that get it. I think I think sorcerers should get this as well. Maybe even Arctic druids or uh, I don't know some kind is of. Is that all we're saying about blade barrier? We're done. Uh, uh, is there anything else about blade barrier? I don't know. That's it. It's just, I, it. It just does damage. It doesn't do anything else. Uh, wall of ice then. Wall of Ice. Doesn't even block line of sight, play barrier, whatever. Wall of Ice. Sixth level, one action, 120 foot range, 10 minutes, concentration. Decent. This is the gold standard of walls uh, for all those little metadata points. Um, create an ice wall on a solid surface. We're back to solid surfaces. Uh, you can form it into a hemispherical dome, just like Wall of Force, uh, or a sphere. So a dome or a sphere. So you can make it half. You cut it in half, or you make the full sphere up yeah. to 10 feet. Uh, radius 10 feet, so it's 20 like, foot diameter. Who doesn't want a big rolling snowball? Sure. Um, oh yeah, would it roll around? I don't know. I don't know if it's a sphere. Well, yeah, but like, is it magical? I don't think it, these wolves can't move. Usually, spheres they can't move. roll, man. Yeah, but like, what, what does that mean? Ah, oh, God, I hate 
I hate this. Or you can shape a flat surface made up of 10 10 foot square panels. 10 10 foot. So again, you can make a bridge of ice with this if you want. 10 10 foot square. 10 foot square. Is there not a second dimension or is it just Well, it's x inches thick or whatever. Is it just 2 by 2? I'm confused. It has a thickness. Each yeah, but okay, but ten usually it says ten foot by ten foot square panels. Yeah. And this is it? just says ten ten foot square panels. What's the height? <laughs> what are the height of these panels? Ten foot squares are ten by ten panel. The, well then why do the other ones say ten foot by ten foot squares? I don't know. I'm losing my mind. Each panel must be contiguous, whatever. Player's handbook, form. man, stuff's old. One foot thick again. We're back to the one foot. That's your other dimension. Last for No no but we need we need the height. We don't have the height. It's ten feet. Does it doesn't say that? That's what a square means. Why doesn't it just follow the wording of the other ones? If the wall cuts through a creature's space, it's pushed to one side of the wall and must make a deck save. It doesn't say your choice. It doesn't say your choice. Whatever. I don't care at this point. Basic rules. I don't know, man. Deck save on a failed save. Ten d six cold damage. It's so Yay! Much cold damage. Oh my That's god. That's good. Um. Uh. Okay. And half as much as a successful save. The wall. Uh. Is an object that can be damaged in those breached. AC twelve. One of the worst ones we've seen. Besides ac5 of the wall of water which is frozen um 30 hit points per 10 foot section not per panel of course because why would it ever say per panel and the same wording and it is vulnerable to fire cool reducing a 10 foot section of the wall to zero hit points uh destroys it of course and leaves behind a sheet of frigid air okay creature moving through the sheet of frigid air must make a con save creature that takes 5d6 cold damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful how long does the frigid air last? It doesn't say. I'd assume when the spell ends. Yeah, I don't <sighs> When you cast a spell using a spell slot of 7th level, it deals an extra 2d6, and the frigid air increases by 1d6 for each spell slot above first. So your initial damage of boom, bumping people is going to be at 9th level, you'd be doing 16d6, and the so, frigid air would be doing 16d6. Sorry, how far is the frigid air around? It's the- just in the area that the wall was broken. So, so this does not. There's no frigid air that extends out like a wall of fire's heat extends nope. out. That would be cool if it did. It would be cool if it did. It'd be more like the wall of fire, but like icy. Hmm. This one isn't amazing to me. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just not. It doesn't. It's but you not. can walk on it, and you can do it sort of like wall of stone does. With you know, you can you could create a bridge. You could create things. You know what I mean? Like ice man creating like shaped things with it. I guess. But. Yeah. I don't know. This one, I for feel a six level cooler. spell slot, it definitely. I mean, the damage seems okay, like... but it's like this is a wall spell. I don't know. It confuses me. There's one more six level wall spell called Wall of Thorns. Druid gets this. Only Druid. I think it's better than Wall of Ice. Probably. Um, one twenty foot action, concentration ten minutes, golden standard. Don't even worry about it. It's, the it's same like as everything a, else. Yeah, this is more to do with more more in common Wall of Sand in many ways. Okay. Um, Tough, pliable. Okay, this, that means okay. This is still old spell, player's handbook. Okay, there we go. Sharp needle, sharp thorns. I've never, almost never seen the spell because I've never played an eleventh level or higher druid that would take a wall spell like this. Um, interesting. It's this is one of the spells I almost never see because um, it never comes up in subclass descriptions as well. If you're creating a subclass, you'll never go above fifth level, so you're almost never going to like think about the spell unless you're taking it. Yeah. Interesting. And this one I didn't even know existed until I started looking through this. Um, <laughs> and that, don't you love D&D for that sometimes? Mm-hmm. We actually had an episode about like that basically said, hey, go find a spell that you've never seen before and cast it. And you sort of think, I've seen all the spells. I've read through it. And then once in a while you come across something and you go, mm-hmm. where the hell did this spell come from? I was that way even about Wall of Sand, frankly. I was like, huh. 
You want to know something that makes me cry? Mm. This is our first wall spell that isn't evocation. <laughs> this one specifically is conjuration. Well, it's druid, so bah. does that make sense? I don't bah. know. Why is it conjuration? Why now? is this one? Why is this one of the only ones that are conjuration? I don't get it. I don't care. I don't care at this point. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. But anyway, so four feet of movement. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's yeah. move through. So this this is, is the best one of the best ones for blocking movement besides the ones that are literally dense and un- immovable. Um, but appears solid surface, so again can't habitate, lasts for ten minutes. Uh, 60 feet long, 10 feet high, 5 feet thick. There you go. That's fine. 5 foot thick. There 4 we go. feet that's, of movement to go to through it. That's fantastic. Boom, that's 20 like feet 20 to that's, feet to that. cross that one And a bunch of damage too. 20 foot diameter, 20 feet high, 5 feet thick. Blocks line of sight. Uh, that's for if you want to do a circle. When the wall appears, each creature in the area makes a deck save. 78 piercing, half as much on a failed save. Like the other ones, when it appears, it does damage. I'm happy with that. Creature can move through the wall, albeit slowly and painfully. Good to note. For every one foot a creature moves, it must spend four feet of movement. So again, four, you know, double the terribleness of uh, difficult terrain. Stack this on top of something that causes difficult terrain, such as spike growth, and they're going to be having a terrible time trying to get to you. Um, furthermore, the first time a creature enters the tur- uh, enters the wall in a turn or ends its turn there, must make a deck save. Takes 78 slashing on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Uh, again, I don't know why there's a save when the other ones don't have a save. I guess it's because there's a lot of damage, so fair mm. enough. Um, and if he casts at ninth level, it'll be doing 10d8 when it first appears, and 10d8 every time they try and uh, end their turn there or move through it. So interesting one. I think it's pretty. I mean, it's just so what we know, except it's slashing. Um, this to me seems better than blade barrier. I don't know why. 78 feels better than 6010 to me. Plus, it also blocks sight altogether rather than just giving three cov- three quarters cover. If what is happens, it longer? I don't what know. happens it, if I, I set know, Wall of Thorns on fire? doesn't say anything and it can't be destroyed it's not if wall fire doesn't even set things on fire no but i'm just sorry if, so it doesn't it doesn't ignite flammable objects no but i'm just saying like wall of thorns if i like if i cast you know scorching ray on it or something would it be set on fire rule of cool i'd say probably but is there any mechanics for it no yeah well, i mean scorching ray we have does it me- say it is, we have we have mechanics for freezing our wall of water mm-hmm. and for melting our wall of ice but nothing for setting the wall of and nothing for fire. extinguishing our wall of fire mind you no of course not um and in and the wall of Ugh. wall of stone actually had hit points and things as well that we could destroy true wall of thorns though seems like if you hack or way at it or do anything to it it just grows back mm-hmm. like there's no way to like there's no way to stop that ways to stop okay. wall of thorns. For a six level spell, i don't mind that yeah, well, I'm just saying, a wall of ice is a mm. 6-level spell. It's true. Blade Barrier also doesn't seem to be destroyable. Okay, two more spells. But. We got this, okay? Is there two more? There's two more. Tsunami, 8th-level. You think Tsunami's a wall spell? A wall of water springs into existence at a point you no, choose. We tsunami. have wall of water already. No, no, no. This is an 8th-level wall of water. It doesn't last one minute. It lasts six rounds specifically. Six rounds is a very... 36 seconds, very specifically. Very unusual. Again, uh, I'm uh, guessing uh, this is an old spell, right? Player handbook, or is it... Uh, 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 player's sure. handbook, yep. Yeah. Casting time takes a minute to cast, so this is not something you can bring out in mid-battle. It's something you do ahead of time. Conjuration as well, not evocation. Yeah. Range, sight. Okay. So you see a castle in the distance. <laughs> Yeah, well, you can, uh, on top of a large hill, you could see for miles. A wall of water springs into existence at a point you choose within range. Could be up in the sky for all you care. Do you need water to start with? You need nothing. No, no material components. So you can, you can cast this in the desert. Yeah. 
It's 300 feet long. It's going to surprise the heck out of people in the desert. 300 feet long, 300 feet high, and 50 feet thick. Is this 8th level? 8th level spell. Last for the duration. Six rounds. When the wall appears, each creature must make in the area must make a strength save. And a failed save takes 60-10 bludgeoning or half as much on a successful save. How much? 60-10. 60-10. Not that much. That's not that much. At the start of each of your turns after the wall appears, the wall, along with any creatures in it, moves 50 feet away from you. Ooh. From you. Ah. So you're casting Tsunami away from you. In sight. In sight. So you can't go it from you that can't, way. You can't, you can't Tsunami on it. Uh, yeah. Or towards you. That's going to be away from you. Although <laughs> towards, you probably <laughs> Towards you <laughs> might be a bad idea. Any huge or small creature inside the wall or whose space the wall enters when it moves must succeed on a strength save or take 5d10 bludgeoning. Creature can take this damage only once per round. The end of the turn, the wall's height is reduced by 50 feet, and the damage creatures take from the subsequent from the spell on subsequent rounds is reduced by 1d10. So it's essentially this big 300-foot wall that gets shorter and shorter and shorter as the time goes on until it... Whew, so it could do 60 10 5d10, 4d10, 3d10, 2d10, 1d10, nothing. Creature caught in the wall can move by swimming. Because of the force of the wave, the creature must make a strength, successful strength athletics check against your spell save DC in order to move at all. If it fails to check, it can't move, which means it's just going to continue to be pushed along with the wave. <laughs> just keep swimming. Just keep Huge swimming. creatures are moved just with it, too. Just keep swimming. No, no, you're not swimming. Oh, God. Um, this one is confusing to me, but whatever. I, I, I suppose I, if it can move away. That's interesting. I didn't even have that on my list. That's a very interesting one to go. This one's cool, but I, it, uh, it's a powerful uh, spell. I mean, it's it's up there with like when you're summoning meteorites and it's crazy, it's crazy things that are um, mm. designed. And much like you, I think you said in the beginning, like you you almost want to throw this at a castle. Yeah. Throw it at a castle, destroy the whole thing, everyone in it. I mean, this is a army destroying spell. But not as army destroying. Actually, well, maybe this isn't army destroying. But this one's the creme de la creme of wall spells. Our first abjuration, despite it being summoning all the elements, which I do not also care for whatsoever. It makes me rip my hair out. Um, what, what should it be? Evocation. If, if all of them should be evocation. You know, we've got we, chromatic orb, chaos bolt, all these elemental spells. They're always evocation. But no, this is the one wall spell we make abjuration. Prismatic. Uh, prismatic uh, should be... Prismatic be, wall, if any of them should be evocation, should be evocation. prismatic wall should be evocation. Uh, I don't care. Uh, it is It is the strongest wall. It is the strongest wall uh, uh, for a multitude of reasons. But it's, it's ninth level. It is ninth level. Uh, lasts uh, for 10 minutes, no concentration. I, I have seen this in... Our first wall spell that doesn't I have seen this placed in-game as an obstacle that players need to figure out how to get past. What a lethal object to put in their way. Yeah. Um, sixty foot range, so one of the worst ones. But because uh, of because it's 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 got layers. It does have layers to it, like an onion or and, an ogre. Yeah, and so you can actually create, um, you can actually create things within a dungeon that allow players to sort of figure Lift out up the barriers. how to get rid of yeah. each of the layers. Right, that's fun. Um, shimmering multicolored plane of light forms a vertical opaque wall. Oh, sorry, it forms a vertical opaque wall, up to ninety feet long, thirty feet high, and one inch thick. One inch thick. Ugh. Centered on a point you can choose. With UC. It frankly doesn't matter. Alternatively, uh, you can shape the wall into is. a sphere to up to a 30 foot in diameter centered on a point you choose within range. Again, it can be in the air. I think I still wonder about the sphere thing because you could roll it. If you position the wall so that it passes through a space occupied by the creature, the spell fails and your action in the spell slot are wasted. Jeez. So you can't even put this burn on a person. Ni- burn a ninth level You have to put slot. it in front of them or make sure no creatures are Hurry back this. up, back up. Give me some room. The wall sheds bright light out to 100 feet and dim light an additional 100 feet. So it's, again, bright. 
You and creatures you designate at the time you cast a spell can pass through the wall and remain near the wall without harm. So there Which you go. Which is great. That's so nice. Everybody gets their secret password. If another creature can see the wall, moves within 20 feet of it, or starts its turn there. Within 20 feet. That's a huge yeah. distance. It must get on a con save or become blinded for one minute. There's no repeated save. It's just blinded for one minute. And since you can pass through it freely, you can then run out, snipe that creature, and yeah. run back behind the wall. Exactly. Consists of seven layers, each with a different color. This is when the spell comes complex. Each creature, when a creature attempts to reach into or pass through the wall, it does so one layer at a time through all the wall's effects. As it passes or reaches through each layer, the creature must succeed on it, make a dex save or be affected by that layer's properties as described below. Does that mean they have to make a dex save for each one? Uh, yeah. So they have to make seven dex saves when they have to try and pass through this. Fun times. I, thought I think it comes to a total of something like 50 d6. If they fail, we'll get to it. Uh, the wall can be destroyed, also one layer at a time, in order from red to violet, by means specific to each layer. Exactly, which is what makes it a, could make it a fun, like one shotty sort of yeah. puzzle. Once the layer is destroyed, it remains so for the duration of the spell. Anti-magic field has no effect on the wall. Crazy. And dispel magic can only affect the violet layer. Good to know, I guess. <laughs> well, spoiler alert. <laughs> Red. The creature takes 10d6 fire damage. It's a lot. Half as much as a successful save. While this layer is in place, non-magical range attacks cannot pass through the wall. There we go. There's a common wall property we see coming back. It can be de destroyed by dealing 25 cold to it. Orange. 10d6 acid damage. While this layer is in place, magical range attacks can't pass through the wall. So there's non-magical and magical. Now we've canceled both of those out. No range attacks can go through. The layer is destroyed by a strong wind. Do, do you need to destroy them in sequential order or not? Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to take them out one by do one. You, does you have to do it in sequential order? Well, I don't know how you... No, yeah, no, 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 yeah. In order from red to violet. You must destroy yeah. red before you can destroy orange, before you can destroy yellow. Yellow takes 10d6 lightning. Can be destroyed by dealing 60 force damage to it. Then green, 10d6 poison. Pass wall spell, or another spell of equal or greater level that can open a portal on a solid surface, destroys this layer. Very specific. Blue, 10d6 cold, or half as much, on a failed save. Oh, a successful save. Uh, this layer can be destroyed by nailing 25 fire. Indigo, if it fails, the creature is restrained and must then make a con save at the end of each of its <laughs> turns. If it successfully saves three times, three times, the spell ends. The spell ends. Huh. If it fails its save three times, it permanently turns to stone. Permanently. Good times. And is subjected to the petrified condition. The successes and failures don't need to be consecutive. Keep track of both until the creature collects three of a kind. While this layer is like in place, saves. spells cannot be cast through the wall. The layer, So it also blocks spells. There you go. The layer is destroyed by bright light shed by a daylight spell or a similar spell of equal light. My equal sun level sword. On a failed save, it's a violet, this last one. The creature's blinded. What if it already is? It must then succeed on a wisdom saving throw at the start of your next turn. A successful save ends the blindness. If it fails at save, it is transported to another plane of the DM's choosing and is no longer blinded. <laughs> Poof. Typically, a creature that is on a plane that isn't its home plane is banished home, while other creatures usually cast into the astral or ethereal planes. This layer is destroyed by a dispel magic spell or a similar spell of equal level or higher that can end spells and magical effects. So, an unwitting goblin walks through this wall. They experience 10d6 fire, 10d6 acid, 10d6 lightning, 10d6 poison, 10d6 cold. They are restrained. In about half a minute from now, they will be permanently turned to stone and they will be cast, sent adrift in the astral sea. Well, you hope it's sent adrift in the astral sea. We can go find you there. 
here, I would say, you know, there's worse places to be sent. I mean, really. Any any of the lower planes would be uh, terrible place to be sent as a stone statue. Oh. Oh, God. I mean, this is just... I, I heard a terrible comment on the D&D Beyond page. You put this above someone, and then your druid casts reverse gravity. Nice. And so everyone falls through it for a guaranteed... Or not guaranteed, but, but it's 50, 50d6. 50d6 Could plus. restrain them and could also banish them for what it's worth. Yeah. Which there's no returning from the banishment. They don't come back from the banishment. Well, you have to go get them. Uh, they're gone. Astral, if it's the they're Astral gone. Sea, if it's the Astral Sea, we just get ourselves a spell jammer ship and go find you. This is a horrifying spell. We'll it find truly you. truly is horrifying. The Astral this Sea is, is a... lovely this way. The Astral Sea is easy to move through. All you got to do is think really hard about the thing you want to go to. And that's why, like, nothing's ever really lost in the Astral Sea. I mean, if we can just do a, a little, uh, you know, minor aside here, I think the I, whole idea of things being cast into the Astral Sea and lost is a lot of BS. Mm. They're not really lost. It just might take a while to find them. Another good comment. This is a great way to burn through a creature's legendary resistances, given it needs to make how many saving throws? Five. One. Wait, Six. wait, no, no, no. There's the first one when the spell comes up to avoid being blinded. So there's your con save. Then there's, a, there's one deck save. Two deck saves, three deck saves, four deck saves, five deck saves, six deck saves. If they fail that the sixth deck save, they also need to make another con save at the end of each of their turns. If they fail the seventh, oh no, there's a seventh deck save. Potentially an eighth con save up to three more times to 11 con saves or 11 saves in total. Then for the violet one, they've got to make one more wisdom save. So you could be forcing a creature to a make dozen. over a dozen saving throws yeah. against this one spell. And that's just one creature. It's a good ninth level spell. It is a... I, as a DM, I, this is the nightmare you have when you say you're running a ninth, a, a 20th, a 20th level, level game. And which, um, which, which classes? Just wizard. Just wizard. Because, of course, this is the most wizard spell I've ever seen in my life. Very wizardy. Um, but that takes us now at... After an hour, getting through all the wall spells. <laughs> this episode about as long as the description for an average wall spell. Um, yeah. But come on. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, if you don't spend some time familiarizing yourself with them, learning about, about them, and talking to your DM about creative ways that you would like to use them as your character, uh, you, they don't get used. And mm. they can't. They actually can be better than you think. Mm. Um, yeah it's there's an awkwardness there is um that once you overcome and also remember dnt isn't always about being fully optimized doing the absolute maximum or most. rework this wall spell to make sense for your table and the way that you and your absolutely. dm absolutely and run it smoothly and as dms out there have some have some uh compassion have a little patience for wall spells people who want to use them they don't get used because they're they they're very they're awkward they're just weird they're and hard and so, yeah, talk through how you'd like to run the wall at your table. Be be upfront with the player saying it's hard to run walls. Mm-hmm. And that as a DM, you're not crazy about the, how tricky it is to try and figure out how they get used. So um, come up with a way that, the, that you and your player agree it's going to be fun and easy for everybody to use them. Mm. One recommendation I have if you have a whiteboard map and you're running Wall of Stone have the hit points of each chunk of the wall written inside that little square. Yeah. 
and so that way whenever it takes damage you just write it and everyone yeah. can see how damaged it is if you dry um, easily if you've got a dry erase type map dry or erase things type like map, that yeah. which are really actually a fantastic fun way to play D and mm -hmm. i recommend highly recommend them and that um, way you just see where all the walls health's at um yeah. i would you could do that with any wall that has hit points oh boy well that, done that wraps up wall spells um you know, at the beginning, I said I wanted to make a wizard that did just wall spells. I don't know if I want to do that anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know I want to break anymore. the fourth wall, um, mm. which on the prismatic wall is the. Um, the, the, the I believe the, that is our, our, our green, green wall, which green? would be 10d6 poison. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I would love the idea as well that these spells aren't so restricted to so many different, like, classes oh, of. Oh, God. Why? Why is Blade Barrier only for clerics? I don't understand. Yeah, it makes um, no sense to me. It would be nice to sort of see, um, to see some way that you could create a, a wizard who could do a Blade Barrier. All of these different walls. I don't see why not. Welp, that wraps up our monumental. Our, <laughs> think of something wall-related fun. Uh, yeah. Um, episode on on wall spells. Hopefully, you learned something. Um, Perhaps how you'd run I, wall spells in I your did. game. I, I, I did. I, I've learned a lot about wall spells um, and how standardized they need to be, uh, and they're not. Yeah, friendly. and and often when people look and uh, I hear resistance towards you know when people are saying we're moving from five e to one D and D and what does that mean? Well, I kind of part of me hopes that there they are these the some, there's some of these artifacts of 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 old editions that just kind of keep getting carried along without getting. Properly standardized and there's an this isn't the only place there isn't also when things get bigger we don't have standardizations for that as well it's a mess um that yeah just we clean up we go through some of the rule sets and we just tidy up the, the game design because really that's what if the best thing to do in each edition is before it's not to create a whole bunch of new things but to take the old things that that weren't quite working and tweak them so that they're more fun to play yeah well, folks, that will wrap up our episode today of Like Dragon Lake Sun. Yeah. And uh, don't hit the wall, baby. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.